Today's daf is daf Chavtes. We're holding at the Mishnah on Chavches Amud Beis. We've had this Mishnah a number of times already. We've quoted, so the information should not be new. But basically, we're going to see that there is a halacha. We'll see if it's the Raisa, if it's the Rabbanon, that a father is empowered to uh, impose Nazirus on his child who is a minor. It's, uh, it's the Allah, and that's what we're dealing with. So, so the Mishnah, a father can impose Nazirus upon his child as a Nazir, but that power is not given over to the mother, right? As Beno Ben Nazir. Ketzad, Shaila's where the word Ketzad belongs here, but actually what the, Ketzad usually means what's the example of this? The example that's given is where it doesn't actually work. So, Gilach Osha Gilchuk Kroivach, if after being finding out the father imposed Nazirus on him, the son's reaction was to shave his head, or the relatives grabbed him and shaved his head, which obviously is showing that they are not uh, accepting the Nazirus of the father, because you know, a lot of cut your hair, or Micho, if it was a verbal protest by the child, or Shemichu, Kroivav, or the relatives verbally protested, so then, the Nazirus is not, does not, uh, does not continue. However, if the father already had designated sacrifices, so there already was Kedusha imbued, even though, right, moving forward, it breaks the Nazirus, but we're going to see you're left with Korbanists that have Kedusha, but they cannot be brought for the sake of the Nazirus. Why can't they be brought for the sake of Nazirus? He's no longer Nazir. So what do you do with them? Again, this follows very much the format that we've been learning the last number of days. So, so if it's Mufreshus, if these animals were specifically designated for the three Korbanists, the Chatas, the Ola, the Shlomim, so Chatas Tamas, the Chatas has to be left to die, because it's considered to be in Kedusha's Chatas, which now cannot be discharged, you leave it to die. Ha'ola, since it can be brought as an Adava, Ola Tikrav, Ola, and the Shlomim can also be brought as an Adava, and the Adava Shlomim, so Yikrabu Shlomim. So that's when they have three animals that were designated, and the Zeros cannot continue, but you have something to do with these three Korbanas. Now, the shlomim themselves have certain stringencies over a regular shlomim. A regular shlomim can, can be eaten for two days. And the shlomim of Anazir, so it's only nechem yom echon. But it also does not have the requirement where the shlomim of Anazir comes with 20 loaves of bread. This does not have that requirement. Vein to urin lechem does not require loaves of bread to be brought with it. Now, that's in the case where the father designated animals. What if he designated money? So here we're going to see. So Hayulim Mos, if let's say money was designated as Stumim, if it was left, Stumim means that it was not allocated, it was just a pile of money to be used, but not any specific, uh, for any specific Korbonus. So then Yiplul and Adava, you can take the entire amount by Korbonus and bring it to Kaita Mizbeach when the, uh, when, when, when there's downtime. Mos before Russian, on the other hand, if there was designated from this pile will come my chatas, will come my ola, will come my shlomim, you actually divided up the pile. You made one pile of chatas, so that's the case we just dealt with. That goes to Yamamelach, and there's no me'ila on that pile. Right, Yamamelach, right, The pile that you said for the ola, you made a separate pile for the ola, then you have the ola, you can bring an ola with it, because you can make them in a dava, that can go. And there's me'ila, and there's me'ila on it, because somebody misappropriates, you're misappropriating for something that can go on the mizbeah. Right, well, and to make shlamim, the pile that's for the shlamim, also you have your shlamim, and it has the stringency of nechem liyom echad, and there's no bread requirement like we learned, but it also doesn't say there's me'ila. There's no me'ila, why? Because me'ila by shlamim can only come after you shechted the animal. Is prior to the sheet of the carbon, so there is no me'ila. Okay, now the Gemara comes down, brings down a, a machlokas that's going to take us through to the end of the day. Now, what is this halacha, right? Aish, uh, there's an interesting halacha, you can impose Nazirus over your child. What is the source? What is the basis for this halacha? So here we have a machlokas, very similar to the machlokas of Yom Rishlokish we had yesterday, but Ra'ish in Ish, uh, the Torah, the, the, the Mishnah only allows this to be the man can impose. We don't find that a woman can impose Nazirus on her child. Why not? 
It's my time. What's the reason from Yochanan? Halacha even knows it. It's Halacha Moshe Misina. The Halacha Moshe Misina said, "This is the Halacha. A man has the right to do this over his son, and therefore a woman does not have that right because that's not empowered by the Halacha Moshe Misina." Now, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehud, uh, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Amar, uh, Reish Lokish, Rabbi Yosef, Chanina, the Amora, said in the name of Reish Lokish, Rabbi Yochanan's brother-in-law, he said, Kedei Lechancha B'Mitzvah. So actually, he says, this is a rabbinical injunction. This is not a deraisa. Ochemosh Messina means it's a deraisa. Deraisa, a man can do this for his son. What we're saying is, he says, it's actually a, it's, it's an educational tool, either to teach them a fortune learn, it's to teach him abstinence, to teach him self-control, but the idea of imposing the zeros over your child, is something that the rabbis gave as a tool for educational purposes. So the Chaira asks the Gemara, one second, if you learn it's Allah Sina, then I can say, I understand why it's the father, not the mother. But if you learn it's an educational tool, so then why did they only allow the father the ability to impose this? Why did they not allow the mother? So, so now the, the, the Gemara says something which needs a lot of work, and I'm going to give you the two different ways of understanding this. Then when it comes specifically to mitzvahs, that is the obligation on the father, that is not the obligation on the mother. Now, just simple reading implies that there's no mitzvah on the mother, right? Some Mephoshim learn that that's very difficult to understand, right? And therefore, they learn when it comes to specifically these types of chinuch, when it comes to self-control and abstinence, that is the obligation of the father, not the obligation of the mother. But of course, other forms of mitzvahs, that would be the obligation of the mother as well. But that's one, another way, and it actually fits the rest of the Gemara. So one is like this, Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan, I can understand, according to Rabbi Yochanan's understanding, that's why I can, I can understand why it was imposed on the son, but you can't impose this on your daughter. You can't make your daughter into a zero. Why? That's Allah Mishina. You don't ask any questions. Allah Mishina said, it's got to be the father, and it's only on the son. Without, you, don't, you don't have to, uh, you can't say why this, why not? That's the way the Allah Mishina was. However, El Reish Lakish, that learns it, a, it is an a, a, uh, educational tool. So then, uh, even if you want to tell me that in this, these forms of education, they really made it the realm of the father, not the realm of the mother, but why shouldn't the father also be able to impose this on a daughter to teach her self-control, etc.? So when says, El Reish Lakish, Again, seems to be a broad statement that you're only obligated to, uh, to, to, to educate your son. You're not educate, obligated to educate your daughter. But again, if it goes in the same way we understood before, in this, for, in, these, in this realm, in this genre of education, self-control and abstinence, the Chachamim only gave this as a tool for the son and did not give this as a tool for the daughter. Why? Because the Chorah, they thought that this is not necessary. This is a much greater need to be able to empower the father to do for the son. There was no need to empower the father to be able to impose this over the daughter. We're going to go with that along that, that line of, of thinking. Now, it says more like this. Okay, so, Digmar is going to ask the following question. I'm going to say it outside and we'll see it inside. Now, we know that in the Zerus, has, uh, has educational qualities associated with it because you're teaching a child self-control, you're teaching him abstinence, alright, that I understand. But the truth is, Nadarim could do the same thing. How can Nadarim do the same thing? You tell the child, if you do A, B, and C, then there'll be a nether prohibiting you from eating chocolate, alright? Meaning, you can use Nadarim also as, as a vehicle to teach the educational messages as well. So what the Gemara wants to know, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you can't ask the question. The Allah Sinai empowered the father to do this specifically by the zeros. Why? You don't have to come on to educational education. That, that, that has no bearing because Allah Sinai. But if the, it's rabbinical, according to Rish Lakish, that the purpose of this is to empower the father to teach messages of self-control, teach messages of abstinence, for the child, so why did they specifically only allow this in the field of Nazirus, 
Why didn't they make it open to all forms of Nidorim as well? That's the Gemara's question. So when is it? These women of Yechon and I understand it's going to be open to my Allah, even Nazar, this is Allah, which we've seen as specific by Nazar, Sahahahi, and Nazirus, even Nidorim. Then you can understand that there's a distinction between Nazirus and Nidorim. What's the distinction? I don't know, but I don't need to know. It's Allah, which we've seen. But Elorish Lokish that holds that it's educational, which means it's based on logic, then Abdil Nidorim Nami, then the Chorah they should have imposed not just by Nidorim. So why did the Mishnah say, Aish Madir is Beno Benazir? It should be that a father can put all types of Nadarim on his child if it's done for educational purposes. The way to read the Mishnah is that Lomit by Lomit is a Kol Shekain. Of course you can do it for in the cases of Nadarim. means Reish also this rabbinical tool was even done for all other Nadarim. Why is the Mishnah highlight Nazirus? Because for sure Nadarim but even Nazirus. Why even Nazirus? Because the Chorah it comes out of tremendous Chiddush. In the case of Nadorim, the imposition is not necessarily causing any real deprivation. You tell the child you have to get up in the morning for davening. If you don't, you don't get you don't you're not getting chocolate. So the child doesn't it's not the being deprived of chocolate because there's an eitzah. What's his eitzah? Get up in the morning with dominating, you won't have it, that's no problem. But if you impose a Nazirus on a child, you are immediately causing deprivation. What deprivation? He's not allowed to drink wine, he's not allowed to cut his... So therefore, you might have thought that this tool, they only would allow when it's not directly causing some type of deprivation on the child. So Kamash Malan, for sure you could do it by Nadarim. The Kiddush of the Mishnah, according to Rish is that you can even do it in the case of Nazirus. Moses is like this. Let me buy a, let me buy a Benadorim. For sure. You don't even have to mention the case of Benadorim. The Leislay Nibble, where there's no deprivation to the child. El Afila Benaziris, the Islay Nibble, that immediately there's deprivation. You're gonna cause him not to be able to eat. You're gonna end up shaving his head. All the terrible things you might be called. Maybe you maybe they don't allow you to do it. Kamash Malan, Afila Achi, even so, Chayav Lachanzal, that they empowered him because of the obligation to, uh, to teach these messages. They empowered him that he's, uh, that, that he can do this for his child. But that, why they should, the, the lesson is a little, they have to be worked with. Now, let's get going. So therefore, I understand the next ruling. The next ruling was that if the son or the family protests, either in action or verbally, then the Nazirus stops right there, breaks off, right? Now, why is that? You don't, you don't ask that question if it's a halacha Moshe Sinai. That I understand. But if you're telling me this was an educational tool to educational, educate the child, how, how can the family come and protest? Is there, what, what, what right do they have to say? We don't want you to educate your child. Right? So, I understand. Whether it's a child that protests, or it's the family that protests, I, it, it stops. Why is that? What, what empowers the family of the Krovim? It's in their ability. Don't teach him mitzvahs. How can they show up and say, don't teach him mitzvahs? But the Gemara is going to say something over here that has huge, huge educational implications. But let me explain it like this. What the Gemara is going to say basically is that even though the father wants to teach a child educational messages, however, if he gets the sense that what I am putting an emphasis on right now, in terms of his environment, in terms of the way he feels or the way the people around him that are closest to his family, they are against it. It is not worth what you think is going to be gained by putting that pressure on the child if the environment that he's in is going to fight it. So that's an educational message. It's actually the message over there is that's not, the father understands that that's not a good way to educate where you're putting him in a situation where either he or the family that he is in abhor the vehicle in terms of which you're trying to educate the child. And there's a huge, huge message there. You have to flesh it out and develop it. But when it says like his kasavar, that the father understands, he thinks, the kol chinuf de lechashim, Therefore, any chinuch that is not uh, uh, that, that is not appreciated, is not considered to be a, for the, for a, a, that's going to be embraced 
by the child or the family, it's not fitting for the, uh, appropriate for the father to impose this on the child if the repercussions of such are going to create an environment around him that's going to be in constant uh, uh, Combat and constant, so there's the dissonance between what the father wants and what the child and the family want around it. Okay. Bishlom, I said the word of this again. I understand that Yochanan Dama Elohim the Nazir, that this is Allah Mashmi Sinai, Smishumach and the Galeach, the Avid Hakafa. The one has a stark kasha here. I understand what is part of the Nazirus. We said that he comes like a regular Nazir. So what happens at the end of 30 days? Alright? You need to, uh, finish the 30 days and you're going to do Hakafa. You're going to have to shave his head. Now, shaving his head, the one understands right now, violates a derisa. What's the violation of the derisa? You're cutting the corners of your head. Now, if you learn it's a derisa, that's the halacha of Nazir. So therefore, it's not a kasha. The Torah empowers him to teach and treat the kari of Nazir. Ah, you're cutting the corners, you're cutting his payas. Doesn't matter. That's, every Nazir cuts his payas. But if you hold it's only a rabbinical tool, an educational tool, how could it be that the rabbis will tell you, go and cut his hair... If the cutting of the hair would end up being a deraisa violation, the rabbis wouldn't tell you to do something that's also deraisa. That's the Gemara's question. So Gemara says like this: Elder of Yisrael, Rabbi Chanina, Amrei Shlokish, Kedei Lacharnecha. The mitzvah, the whole purpose of here is to embrace that he should uh, have self self uh, self control and and and, and abstinence to, in order that it will help his fulfillment of mitzvahs. Haka Avina Kafa. He's violating the violation, the rise of cutting off the corners of the head. So when it says like this, there's actually a machlokas in Masechus Makkas on this point, is that according to uh, one opinion, anytime you touch the corners of your head, you're in violation, you're over an Isra Deiraisa. There is another opinion that that's only if you do it like monk style. You know, where you, you put the ball on the head and you cut around, but you're left with that mop on top, right? So then, you know, that's like you look at the high school kids today. That's an Isra Deiraisa. Right, so you're leaving the mop on top and you're cutting off the face. That's a violation. However, if you go complete cue ball, right? <coughs> Kojak, right? No hair but chlal, then what's the halacha in such a case? Then at most it's only an Isra de Rabbonin. So therefore, if it's only an Isra de Rabbonin, then the Chachamim can empower you for the sake of Chinuch. They can say, well, this is what we want you to do. Ah, what about cutting off the coat? Not a problem. Since you're cutting off all the hair, you're okay. Then you're okay. So the charev, then that would also mean, by the way, they would have to start on top and work their way down. Because if they would start on the chazer, then they would have gone, so therefore that's how they would have to do it, the charev. So when it says, kasara, kapas kolarosh, that the cutting of the, 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 the shaving of the entire head, right, is only in Isidra and they held the chinuch, uh, is also a, the obligation here as a chinuch midrabbanan pan midrabbanan. But the chinuch midrabbanan and the chinuch midrabbanan they held is more powerful for dachin pushes away the isid midrabbanan of hakafas kolarosh, right? Which is only midrabbanan itself. Okay, so far so good. Now the more ask another gavaldi akasha. Now, in addition to shaving your head, right? We need the hair to put on. You also have to bring korbanos. Now let's understand this. According to Rabbi Yochanan, those those korbanos. Are Daraisa. You're a regular Nazir. But according to Reish Lakish, that this is only a rabbinical tool. Minat Torah, what is the status of those animals? What is the status of those animals, Lamaisa? Minat Torah, what's the status? If you're not really a Nazir Minat Torah, you're calling Bazara, you're bringing, you're, you're doing, you're slaughtering non consecrated animals in Azara. Look how you're in violation. I understand not only can you do the shaving and also in association with that you also bring the carbonus like every Nazir because he's in a regular Nazir it's only which means you're not really a Nazir you're not a Nazir what's the reason you're able to be a Nazir the rabbis said you're a Nazir for the purposes of Chinuch if so you're bringing Chulun Azara. What does it mean you bring Chulun Azara? Because the three animals that you've designated, Minat Torah, are not consecrated. Why are they not consecrated? Because Minat Torah, you're not really a Nazar. So how do we allow you to bring Chulun Azara? Says the Gemara that actually, this also is a Machlokas Tanoim. Meaning, there's no question, to take a consecrated animal and slaughter it outside of the Azara, that the Torah says, Explicitly, that's a violation. That's a chiyuv misvedesh shemaim. No question. What about the opposite? Taking chulin animals and slaughtering it 
in the Azorah. Bring a chulin lama into the Azorah. Could even come yesterday. Even bringing it into Azorah. So that's a question. Is that a deraisa? Or is that only a derabonah? So it says as follows. So if you hold it's a deraisa, that would only work like Rabbi Yechonah. Because Rabbi Yechonah holds it's not chulin Azorah. But if you hold that it's actually not really consecrated, it's only rabbinical, you also must hold, it's going to be the opinion of the, of the Tana, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, who taka holds that chulin Azorah is only a derabonah violation. Since it's only a derabonah violation, you can say the same idea. That the power of the mitzvah of chinuch trumps which is a drabonon, but it trumps the other drabonon. What's the other drabonon? Of Chulin Vazara. So you'd have to say that this sheet of Rabbi Yehosh Lakish, Rabbi Yehosh Rabbi goes like the Tana, Rabbi Yehosh Rabbi Yehuda, that holds that Chulin Vazara is not the rice, it's only the drabonon. So it's, the rab- it's a violation, but it's only a rabbinical violation, which is trumped by the importance of the mitzvah of Chinuch. Clear? Works, Ira? Yeah. All right. Where do you see Rabbi We've got to bring it in a second. All right, so Moira says like this. So Moira says like this, the Chaira, how are we going to answer this? Because you have to say, Chulin Ba'azara, that according to this opinion, it's Lakish, all right, he holds that Chulin Ba'azara is Lab De'Raisa, is not De'Raisa. How does that get out of the problem? It's still an Isra De'Rabbanam. It's only an Isra De'Rabbanam. It's only an Isra De'Rabbanam. Then you can say what? That the obligation of Chinuch trumps Isser the Rabbanon of Chulin Ba'azorah. Right. Now, says the Gemara like this. Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan Damalochi Ibn Nazir. That according to Rabbi Yochanan understands the derisa ad hachiki mitame. Now the Chora that the four laws of Nazira apply. With the four laws of Nazira apply, what happens if day fifteen the person becomes tame mace? What's going to have to happen? The sprinkle and then. He's got to bring. You have to bring the two birds. You have to bring one bird as a chatas, one bird as an ola, and you have to bring an asham, right? Now, but what happens to the chatas bird? The chatas bird, we don't shecht because a bird in the base amigdash isn't shechted. What do you do? Malika. You do malika, right? Now, what if you try to do malika outside the base amigdash? What does that become? Okay. It's an avela. That bird's an avela. Now, according to Rabbi Yochan, you have no problem here because this kid is a deraiser nauseum. And if he becomes Tomei, then you have to follow the rules the Raisa. He has to bring the birds. And what happens with the birds, by the way, is the Kayan gets to eat the meat. The Kayan eats the meat of the Chathas. Ask the Gemara, but Lachora, according to Reish Lokish, that really these animals are not consecrated. Okay, so why, why do we let them bring it? It's not a terrible thing. It's only an Isid Rabbanon. But by, by, when he becomes Tomei, you're not bringing animals anymore. If he becomes Tomei, you're bringing a bird. What are you going to have to do to that bird? You're going to have to do Malika. Now, in terms of the Malika itself, so Lachora, that would render the bird really a Nevela. And if that bird is rendered a Nevela, how can the Kohen... Eat it. Right? Everyone, everyone the other question that one is asking. So now, therefore, like this. So, that's why I understand when the Kimatama, when the child becomes Tameh, Maizi, Karben, Sipar, you're still able to bring the birds, the Ola, and the Khatas, the Achil, Kohen, the Kohen's able to eat the Malif from Malika. El, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Amoresh Lakish, Lechaira, how could you do that if the child will become Tameh? We're assuming all the regular dinner in the Zerum was all the Zerum's will if the Kohen will try and eat that bird, Ka'achil Nevela, he's eating Nevela. Why is he eating Nevela? Because he now killed a bird that is not actually a real offering through Malika instead of Shita. Correct. You didn't do the right Shita on this thing. So says the Gemara, mind-blowing. Again, we hold like Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, this opinion... Holds like Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda that holds the Ein Shechita Le'Oth Min Torah that really the idea of Shechita was only set for animals. The idea of Shechita, all you need is by birds, you just have to sever the uh, trachea or the esophagus. Doesn't matter how you do it. So therefore, even Malika, Malika actually is a mitzvah on Korbanis. But even if it's not a carbon, if you did malika, then you have not violated a Torah law of eating this. It's not nevela. As long as you sever it. The rabbis came along later, according to Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, and said that, no, we want you also shechting the bird. But the requirement to shecht the bird outside of the base, I make this, is only the Therefore, if you did malika, 
Yes, you violated the Dirabonon because you didn't shecht it and it's not really consecrated, but you've not eaten Nevela because really, Torah, according to this opinion, you don't have to do a Shechita on the bird. So that's how you're going to have to get out of it because otherwise we would not be allowing this, we would not allow the Kohen to eat from this uh, Malika because the Chor Malika, if a Shechita is derived and, and a non-consecrated bird needs Shechita, this would not be the way to be able to uh, slaughter the bird. So when says, of Yosef Yehuda that holds the Ein Shechita Minatorah, that really Shechita is not Minatorah. And also you have to say Chulim Means in order to make it go like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, you have to say Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds two things. What does Rabbi Yosef Yehuda hold? Number one, alright, he holds that, uh, you, that Shechita of a bird is only rabbinical, it's not deraisa. And number two, that in the azara, a non-consecrated animal being slaughtered, being brought into the azara, is also not deraisa. That's why for chinuch, we allow you to go ahead and do it, even though there's two possible violations over here, but they're only violations on a rabbinical level. That's why for chinuch purposes, they allow you to go ahead and do it. That's what you're going to have to say, according to Rabbi Yosef Yehud, according to Rabbi Lakish. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, you never had any of these questions. Why? Because Rabbi Yochanan held that the din nazir that's imposed on this child is halacha moshe misinai. That's a daraisa. That follows the regular laws of nazirus. It follows the regular nazirus. This is a consecrated animal. You don't have any of these questions. Says it more like this. So the Sabah Rabbi Yosi, this Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda, does Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda really hold this? Does Rabbi Yosi really, Rabbi Yehuda hold that really that you have, you have to say in order for this to work, he has to hold two things. Number one, that Shechita on a bird is only the Rabbonon, normally. And number two, that Chulin Ba'azara is also only the Rabbonon. That's what you have to say in order for this to work. Going like Kundish Lokish, the mission is going like, this, this halacha is going like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. And says, is that true? Fatanya, we learned in the following b'risa. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda Oimer. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, now the Rush points out that this b'risa is, is actually asking two questions. Not worded that way, but there's two questions that need to be asked. Now let me explain it outside, and then we'll see it inside. The halacha is as follows. That there are cases where birds have to be brought. Right? Your ledness is only applies to a, 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 a woman. Right, the the din this. She has to bring either day forty one or day eighty one, depends if it's male or female, in order to uh, help discharge her state of tumor to allow her to go into the base of Migdash and Ikorbonus, there has to be a bird. The bird, the Khatas bird has to be brought. Alright, there's other cases where a Khatas bird has to be brought. A Zova has to bring a Khatas bird, a Metzora has to bring a Khatas bird. But we're focusing right now at the Khatas bird, it's, it's calling it a carbon of a woman because there are more cases where a Khatas bird has to be brought by a woman than where a Khatas bird has to be brought by a man. Now, what we're going to be dealing with is the following, is there are scenarios which I guess by childbirth back in the day was very common, where the woman miscarried, and it's not clear whether or not this was a really a, 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 a fetus. This was not a fetus that would obligate the laws of Tuma and Tahara by Yoledis, or this was something else, there was some kind of uh, abnormality that was not a tumor or something that wasn't really a requirement. Now, this creates a problem. If it's a fetus, then she has to go through the purification process. But if it's not a fetus... And also if it's a male or female fetus, she got to be Right, so therefore you, that you can be worked. So you just do the stringencies of male and female. But if it's not a fetus, lechora, then there would be no obligation. Right? It's not, it doesn't become Tomei, right? you might have Dimnida or something, but it wouldn't have, wouldn't have the laws of Yoledis, right? So we're going to see what the halacha is, is that we let her bring the birds. The Ola can be brought on condition, either it's a Chiyuv because it was a Yoledis, if not, it'll be a regular Nidova. But what do you do with a Chatas? Chatas cannot be brought with that condition, because if there's no obligation to bring a Chatas, then you can't bring a Chatas. We're going to see is that the, the derivation that we're going to explain right now shows you that a Chatas can come in a situation of Suffolk. A Chatas bird, specifically the bird, a Chatas bird you're allowed to bring in a situation of a Suffolk. All right, which is a huge halacha because it comes out that I'm allowed to use it, except there's only one caveat to it. Under normal circumstances, the Kohen's allowed to eat the chatas bird. When it's a chatas abala suffeh, then the Kohen is not allowed to eat it. So actually, the way the Rosh explains is we're dealing with two 
uh, issues here. Number one, how do I know that a chata's bird can be brought when it's a suffix? And number two, when it is brought, how do I know the halacha is that he's not allowed to consume it, that he's not allowed to eat it? That's the two issues we're dealing with over here. Now, we're bringing this down because this is going in the opinion of Yosef Bar Yehuda, and we want to show what we said before, the way Rish Lakish would explain the Mishnah is going it like the Shev Yosef Yehuda. It all works, but you have to say in order to work, Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda holds that number one, Chulim Ba'azara is only Durabonan, and number two, Shrita Mina'ov is Shrita Sa'ov is only Durabonan. We're going to show that that's not going to be the case. That's what oh, the Gemara wants to the bird, yes. Oh, so we're going to knock uh, him out. We're going to try and, 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 and ask a question on that. So one says like this. Now, and this is the Shita, this is a Bryce that brought down in the name of Yosef Yehuda. What does it say? All right, let's read it inside. Um, the, the, the mechanics of this Bryce are a little difficult. I'm going to try and get as simple as possible, but it does need work. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it does not. So one says like this. How do you know that a chata sa'ov is able to be brought in a situation of a suffix, right? Where you're not sure, was it this Yoledis, was it a birth or wasn't a birth? And, uh, and that it cannot be eaten. So the Rosh understands that actually he's asking like two questions. The way it's written is only asking how you know it can't be eaten. But the Rosh says that if you read the previous part of the Brahsa, it's Mashma that actually is addressing both issues. Number one, how do you know you're allowed to bring it? And number two, when you do bring it, how do I know that it cannot be consumed by the Kohen? Right, Talmud Lomar comes to teach me the following. In the parsha of Zog, we know that there's a whole parsha of a man who becomes a Zog, and a completely different parsha of a woman becomes a Zova. It's actually the, the physical manifestations are completely different. The halachas are somewhat different in terms of the frequencies and the count and the number of times, but the Torah lumps them together. Vazov is Zovo. The Allah of the Zav and the Allah of Zolva apply for male and female. So Mekish Nekeva Lezocha. The Torah has gone out of its way to compare the halachas of the female to the halachas of the male. Alright? Lomar. So therefore, what, what, now, what, 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 is it? what is the comparison coming to teach me? Now, Man Zachar may be Karban Alavadai. Now, just as a male. If there's a male, it actually applies to all people, but it's calling it the male. A male, if he eats chaliv, or if he eats dung, and then he finds out that it was bashogi, right? It's not carbon bamezi. He finds out that it for sure was a piece of chaliv. It for sure was a, uh, it was, uh, it was dumb. What's the halacha? He has to, alavadai, he has to bring what kind of a carbon? Carbon chatas, right? So apnekeva may be a carbon alavadai. So too, the same Allah applies by an Akeva. If she has violated something Vadai, alright, or in the case of the bird, where we know for sure that the child was a, a, a boy, a child was a girl, we know that for sure. So she also Vada, there's a Vada Chatas that's brought. So Ma Zachar may be Allah Safi. By a Zachar, let's say the person ate a piece of meat and then he found out that actually there were two pieces on the plate and he might have eaten the Chalif. Or it might have been dumb. It's a suffix. What is the halacha? So in such a case, there is a carbon called an asham tolui. There is a carbon called an asham tolui, which is brought in a case where it's a suffix, where there was a chi of kares involved. So by a male, if it's vadai, you bring a vadai, you bring a carbon. And even a case where it is a suffix, where the Torah allows an animal to be brought on a situation of a suffix. So therefore, so maybe Allah suffix. Afne Keva, in cases where things are exclusive to her, like the case of Yoledis, so just as when it's Vadai a child, she brings a Vadai, when it's a suffix situation, she can also bring a suffix. It's not an Asham Tali, actually, that's going to be one of the discrepancies. It's not an Asham Tali, it's, it's a still called a Chatas, but it's a bird Chatas comes on a suffix. Afne Keva vi Allah suffix. Now, Mazachar Memin Shahu Mevi Alavada Mevi Alasafi. Just by the male, again, it's not really exclusive to the male. It makes a little, it's a technical, technicalities over here. It means just as by a man, when he eats Dham or eats Chalev, say if it's a Vada, he brings an animal. It's a suffix. What does he bring? It's also an animal. It brings an animal. It's called an Asham Talwit, but it's also an animal. So too by the Yoledis, by the girl. If she's a Vada, she brings a bird. In the cases where it's a Suffolk, also, what will she bring? Asham. What's that? Asham. No, actually, it's called a Chatas, it's called a Chatas, but it's also a bird. 
It's also a bird. It's the same species. So therefore, Avna Kevim Meim Shein Medio Alabadai Medio Alasafik. So therefore, the man doesn't bring a bird. The man brings an animal. The man, if it's if it's like a chaylev, but again, there's no Yoledis case of a man. That's the point. But a zav and a zava, by the way, both bring birds. So there is a case of birds, by the way. That's why it makes it a little. You have to say it means. In classifications that are exclusively to a woman, we're trying to learn out. Because there are cases where a man brings, and the halach will apply the same thing that they would be applied. So when it says like this, so if you're making, you want to follow this through. In the case where a man brings a, uh, a chatas, and then if it's an asham toloi, he brings a suffix, the Kohen gets to eat from that asham toloi. So if you're comparing it to the woman, that she brings a chatas, a bird, when it's a, a adai, then she'll also bring a chatas bird when it's a suffix, the same thing should apply, that what? The Kohen should be allowed to eat in the suffix situation. Because you let the Kohen eat from the Ashram Tolui, which is a ah. suffix situation. So by the bird, so why, so why, why not by the case of the bird should be able to eat? Aplikeva, Shmivei Korban, Venech, how the Kohen should be able to eat it. So Amar, so on that you're going to say low. You can't make that comparison. Let me say it outside and we'll see why you can't make that comparison. The reason why you can't make that comparison is the following. Is that by the case of an Ashram Tolui, you're only dealing with one potential Aveiro. What's the potential of Veira? It's an Asham Tolu. We don't know. Did the guy eat a piece of Chalif? Did he not eat the piece of Chalif? So what's the worst case scenario? And there might be a Veira if you let the Kohen eat. What's a Veira going to be there? It wasn't Chalif. And therefore it would come out... So the, by the violation, it's not the eating, the violation would be, I mean, you can't, but you can't bring a carbon if you don't have an obligation. The guy can be chulin ba'azara. You slaughtered chulin in the azara. That's only, there's one potential. To eat from it is not really a problem, because even if it's chulin, you should be able to eat from it. The worst thing is, you shechted chulin ba'azara. Maybe that's the problem. In the case of the bird, says Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, we can't let you eat from it, because there, there's two potential averas. Number one, you still might have chulin ba'azara. Number two, since we're doing Malika, if the Kohen eats from it and it wasn't consecrated to... Because he can only eat from an actual, a legit offering if he does Malika. Right. So therefore, but that's from Yosef Yehuda's Cheshman. What do you see from Yosef Yehuda? The more saying, you see from him... What's that? You see, but he is calling it two two averes. The Choritz Mashma that he disagrees. The Chulim Bazara is problematic, right. and and also Nimalika creates a problem as well. That, that's what the one is asking. So the one says like this: Look, you can't compare the two. This is a continuation of the Brisa. Imamad Bezachar. In the case of the man, which an Ashan Toloi Shekain Iser Echad, you only have one potential Iser of Chulim Bazara. Talmar, can you say the same thing by Nakeva? Shishnei Isurim, that there's two Isurim. Now, he doesn't speak out what the two Isurim are, but the Gemara is going to say, what's the potential situation of two Isurim if a woman would bring a Chata Sa'ov ala Sofeg? So, my Shnei Isurim. Lav, is it not? One, it's Isur Nevela. That the Kohen might be violating an Isur Nevela. What's the violation of Isur Nevela? Why might it be an Isur Nevela? Because he did Malika on this bird, and this bird is not consecrated, then that would be from of Nevela. And also the problem of Chulim Bazar. So to say that you can compare the case of Hashem Talit completely to the case of Chata, you can't. You can bring it, but the Kohen's not allowed to eat from the Chata Sa'ov. Anyway, that's the point. Now this would seem to be a huge difficulty, the way the Bryce, how can you say Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda held that both of those things are the Rabbanon, from the way the Bryce reads, he seems to be saying is we don't let a Kohen eat from this bird because there's two potential isurim l'chara two potential isurim daraisa so maskibilah rav acha bereid rav ikon now the terminology are, again this Russian and this nazar is, is different is that he's defending actually he's saying is no the answer Lakish we gave for Lakish is the good answer and it could be going like Rabbi Yosef by Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef by Yehuda taka holds those two averas only to Rabbonim but you have to say that Rabbi Yosef Yehud in this Bryce says we don't allow you to eat it. It's only rabbinically that the Kohen's not allowed to eat the two. He's not allowed to eat the meat because it's two potential rabbinical avayers. Me not Torah. He should be allowed to eat it. But so the, the point is that even if they would allow by an Asham Talay to forego on one rabbinical problem, but to go forego on two rabbinical problems, that could be the way to learn. But then you can't ask the kasha. It's not a darais. It's still only an issue of the rabbona. So therefore. Not that it's the rice. It looks like two violations Rabbonon. And therefore the question we had is not a good question. Now what the Gemara is going to do now is 
that this Machlokas Amaroyim that we just had, whether or not the ability for a father to make his son into a Nazir, according to Yochan, it's a Lachamash Messinai, according to Reish Lakish, it's only a rabbinical imposition. We want to suggest that maybe this is not just a rabbinical, a, 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 a Amaroyic Machlokas, this might even be a Machlokas Tanoim, would appear to be a Machlokas Tanoim. That's what the Gemara wants to suggest now. So, Frag the Gemara like this. So when it says lema ketanoi that uh, that that this would seem to be a uh, a a machlokas tanoim. Let's see inside. Uh, was it place? Lema ketanoi ad mosai madiras beno. This is there. What's the statute of limitations? The father can do this over his son that's a minor. Up to what age can he impose upon him this nazirus? Right. So now, what is the age? The Gemara says like this: "Ad Masai Madir as Benoi Benazir." So there is a brisa. So the Gemara says, "Ad Shiyavishtei Saras Devarevi." Revi holds until he reaches the reaches the age range of, of legal majority, thirteen years old plus two pubic hairs. Once he becomes a gadol, then the father is no longer empowered to impose the nazirus over the child. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says disagrees. Onus Nadarim. Onus Nadarim is that in the last year before he becomes Bar Mitzvah, in the 12th year, 12, uh, going into the 13th year, or 11th year, going into 12th year by a girl, if the son or the daughter has shown mental acuity, the halacha is they're able to make their own Nadarim. Even though you would think Nadarim you have to be Bar Mitzvah. No. That there is a certain, if he understands the ramifications, or she understands the ramifications, there's what's called Mufla Samach Le'ish. Mufla Samach They can articulate with the right uh, understanding. They have that capacity to make Nadarim. So therefore, according to Yezra Yehuda, this right that the father has to impose a Nazirus, which is a form of Nedar, over the child, lasts not until the child hits Bar Mitzvah, but if that child has shown that they have the mental acuity, that they're able to go into the Bar Mitzvah year, into the 12th, the, uh, 12th into the 13th year, or 11th and 12th year, Bas Mitzvah year, according to, uh, by a girl, so then already at that point in time, the father's ability to impose has not been, is, is no longer there. Now let's understand, how does this Machlokas up to when uh, connect to the Machlokas of Yochum Lokish? So my love, when it says Lachayra Tanoi, that's our Machlokas Tanoi. How? Rebbe Savar Halacha Hibanozir. Rebbe holds Halacha Moshe Misina. Has nothing to do with education. It has not, that's the Halacha Moshe Misina. That's the Halacha Moshe Misina. The fact that the child already is able to have the understanding of the Dharm and make self-imposed the Dharm in the last year has no bearing. The bottom line is that the Torah, the Halacha Moshe Misina is up to what age is the halacha that is allowed to impose? Halacha Moshe says until the bar mitzvah year. That would become the position. That's the position of Rebbe. For Avigam Degilah even if he's reached the age of Onus Nadarim, that last year before bar mitzvah, and he's able to make his own Nadarim, that doesn't matter. Madir lay the Torah empowered the father to do it until the kid is completely until legal majority, until the kid's a bar mitzvah. Until he's able to show that he is a godal, he's an adult, and at that point the father can no longer impose. That is the position of Rebbe, which we going like the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan, that it is a deraisa mandated thing because it's Allah Khamajmisina. Rabbi Yodba Yehudah Amar Achiagila Oynas Nadorim. Why does he say only until Oynas Nadorim? Savar, he holds like this, is that the mitzvah of Chinuch is this, is only, very important, is only until the person is not obligated himself. When the person is obligated himself, there's no longer a mitzvah of chinuch. Now, if concerning nadarim, the age where a child is able to embrace nadarim on his own is that year before the bar mitzvah, then at that point in time, there is no mitzvah of chinuch. So then I understand why Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds is that you can only do it until that year before. Because since it's only a rabbinical chinuch-related uh, ability, once the child is able to take, uh, embrace that mitzvah himself, we don't need, or to, to say that, the, well, we don't even say anymore that the father therefore has the obligation. There's no chinuch mitzvah chinuch in that particular realm. 
child can do it himself. So therefore, that's what it says like this. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar Ad Shagil Anas Nadarim. It's a year before the Bar Mitzvah year. Sabra Kedai Lechanchal and Mitzvah. Hold the reason is because of Mitzvah Chinuch. The Kevin and Nafik Mershut say, and since concerning that Mitzvah, he's already left the domain of the father. He's no longer the domain of father. Son embraces that Mitzvah on his own at that point. So then Sula Mechayim. Therefore, at that point, there is no obligation to Mechanachim in this realm of Mitzvah. Other Mitzvahs maybe, yeah, but not this one. Therefore, he does not have the power to impose that on the child anymore. So therefore, it would come out a nice clean package of Yochanan holds like the sheet of Rebbe that it's until Bar Mitzvah age because it's a Daraisa and that's the Allah HaMash Misina. Whereas according to Rabbi Yosemar Yehuda that Reish Lakish is going in that sheet that it's only Chinuch related. Chinuch related. As soon as the child can embrace that Mitzvah there's no Mitzvah Chinuch anymore. Therefore, it's only until the, uh, the time of Onos uh, Nadarim. So Moran says like this. Amri, the Bnei Yeshiva said like this. Loi, we don't have to make it a Machlokas Tanoim. And usually the Moran will try to push back. If you had a Machlokas Amoraim and they did not reference Tanoim then you don't assume that the Machlokas Amoraim is also a Machlokas Tanoim. So why didn't they bring those opinions down? So Moran says like this. The Kula Al Mahalochahi. It could be that both of these Tanoim Fit with Rabbi Yochanan, the Talach Hamayish Misina Benazir. Vahacha b'Muglo Samach Leish Kamivligi. What they're arguing about is another argument. This concept of a person that has articulation the year before his bar mitzvah that he's able to make his own adorim. The argument is: is that Torah mandated or is that rabbinical? That's the argument that goes on between them. It's like this: that so they're both all like Rabbi Yochanan. That it's Talach Hamayish Misina that you're allowed to impose on your child nazirus. What is their argument? The idea that a child can make a nether before he's reached bar mitzvah is that the rice or is that the rabbonin? Right? Rebbe Savar Mufla Samach is only rabbonin. That's a rabbinical inju- uh, injunction. The rabbis gave the child that ability, but Minat Torah he's not able to make that. Uh, net. He's not able to make the neder really minat Torah. So really minat Torah up till bar mitzvah he can't make nedar. And we understand therefore the injunction that uh, you can make your child into a nazir up to the point where he cannot do it himself that goes until all the way up till the bar mitzvah year including the bar mitzvah year because the child really the fact that he can make a neder is only rabbinical that is not deraisa. And the deraisa, the injunction that you can make a child nazar pushes away the rabbinical ability for him to do it himself. He says, no, when we say that a child can make a neder even before bar mitzvah year, it's a binding neder, that is deraisa. Well, if that's deraisa, he can already make a neder. He could also make a nazirus going into that. If he can already do that for himself, then it doesn't make any sense that the Torah would say you can do it for your child if already he can do it for himself. And therefore, he holds that the halakha moshmi sinai only goes up to the point where he can no longer, he cannot do it himself in deraisa, which is the year going into the bar mitzvah year, not the bar mitzvah, not bar mitzvah itself. The Yibayis, all right. So that, so therefore, that the one way of learning here was that both a Tanaim can go like Rabbi Yochanan. That really, it's a Doraisa. But you don't want that. The Rish Lakish doesn't want them both to go like Rabbi Yochanan. How's Rish Lakish going to say they can both hold like me too? The Yibayis aim, or else you could say is the Kula Alma Kedei Lachanchal Mitzvos is that everyone holds it's rabbinical. It's a mitzvah of chinuch to impose on him, self-restraint, impose on him, how to be careful, and whatever the, whatever the, whatever the, 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 the educational messages were. It's all mit rabbon, and both hold of that. So now what's the machloch? And they also both could hold, Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, they both hold that muflah is only rabbinically empowered for the child to be able to do it. Okay, so now, but we said they're both the rabbonim. So now, they're both Rabbonim. The question is, which Rabbonim is stronger? That's what they're going to be arguing about. According to Rabbi Rabbi Sabar, Asi Chinuch the Rabbonim. The mitzvah of Chinuch the Rabbonim is stronger than the fact that they empowered the child to be able to do it for himself. And therefore, they said, even though we said the child could technically do it for himself, but this mitzvah of Chinuch, we're going to extend all the way till he actually becomes bar mitzvah, overriding the fact that he's able to do it for himself doesn't matter, because we feel that the need of chinuch is going to be all the way till he becomes bar mitzvah, even though we normally said that a child can make a net of himself in the last year, the mitzvah chinuch takes, pe- takes precedence. Savar azi chinuch the rabbonon, v'dachim uvlusamach which are both the rabbonon, the chinuch overpowers the mitzvah of Muflasamach Le'ish. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds the other way around. He says, no, you can no longer impose after uh, uh, the kid's 12 years in one day and has mental acuity. Why? Because even though it's true, it's for chinuch purposes, but if the rabbis already ascertained that this child understands 
the implications of making a nedr, making a zeros, they would not have then rabbinically said that the father can still trump that. They would say at that point in time, the child already has to embrace it himself and the father can no longer override it. So they hold the Mufla Samach Le'ish, Kondrav Yasmi Yehuda, is stronger than the mitzvah of Chinuch all the way to Bar Mitzvah. But Dachim Mufla Samach Le'ish. So basically what we're saying is that what we thought originally the Machlokas Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Yehuda is really a direct tie-in to the Machlokas Rishlokish, Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish, no. They, both of them can be explained both in the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan and both can be explained both in the sheet of Yosef Yehuda. Someone doesn't give up. Someone says, Lema hai, hai, ki hani tanoi. They want to want to say again, the Machlokas Tanoim that we just uh, brought down, by the way, the Machlokas Tanoim, whether you hold it, you can only go until Bar Mitzvah. Or you, uh, you, you go, uh, uh, you can go all the way, or you go only till 12, is actually that machlokas tanoim, to Rebbe and Rebbe is going to be the same machlokas tanoim that we're about to see right now. Let's see what happens over here. The sign, you had a sto- following story. Maizeb Rebbe Chanino, Rebbe Chanino, the Tana Rebbe Chanino, Shediro Aviv Benazir, that his father, when he was a kid, his father went and imposed an Azirus over Rabbi Hanina. Because Rabbi Hanina's father made the child into an Azirus. They viewed it near Rabbi Gamliel. And they came to Rabbi Gamliel to see if it's binding or not. Now, Lechorah, what does it depend on? Is the child young enough to be able to be binding? Because if he's too old, then the, the Azirus would not be binding. But Haya Rabbi Gamliel Boiker, Rabbi Gamliel wanted to have him examined, Leida and Hevi Shtei Saros Im to see if he has reached legal majority or not reached legal majority. So clearly, according to this opinion, according to Rabbi Gamliel, the, the Nazirus would be binding all the way till when? If the child has not reached adulthood. But if the child, meaning, that has to be 13 uh, and, 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 and two sorrows, right? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, that's not what happened. He says that he had him, it was a mental examination. He wanted to have him checked out to see if he had mental acuity, which means it would no longer be binding. Regardless of that. Even a year, could be even a year before the bar mitzvah year. Rabbi Yossi, Amalei, Megil, Onas, Nadarim, to see if he reached the age of uh, the Mufla Samach Le'ish, that that last year with mental acuity would be binding as well. Imlab. So therefore, so clearly what do you see? It seems to be that the two diversions of what was he checking for is really directly tied into the machlogs we just had between Rebbe and Rabbi Yezbeh Hanina, meaning up to what age can the father still impose on him? Is it up to the, all the way to Bar Mitzvah or is it up to the year before? So the 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 no, but this, no, that's a step. Okay. Machlogs Tanayim from before is like the better. It's got nothing to do with the original machlogs of Yom Nishlok. Right. Now, when it says like this, let's finish the Brisa, right? Now, Amar Eloi, you see the, 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 the great mind of Yosef Hanina, he was a kid. He said, I don't want to put you through the stress of having to check. Don't, you don't have to check me. Bottom line, in cotton ani, if I was a minor when my father went ahead and made that imposition, so, then I'm a Nazir, because my father made me a Nazir. In Godel ani, but if I am an adult, I accept on myself the Nazirus anyway. So even if it's not binding because of him, then what? And now there's no need for any checking, right? Say, Atzmi. So Amad Rabbi Gamaliel Nashkal Rosh Hashanah got up and kissed him on his head. I am certain he's going to become a big poster. He's going to be paskining halacha for the Jewish people. Amru Le Bnei Yeshiva just pointed out is that Lo Hayu Yomim Muatim. Not many days went by. Ajahora Rav Yisrael until he actually did become a big posek in Yisrael. Now the bottom line is over here. We're going to continue with this tomorrow, but it continues on. But bottom line is the Gemara seems to have said there's a clear machlokas over here. The two versions. What Rabbi Gamliel was checking for was he checking to see whether he's an adult or according to Rabbi Yosef, he was checking to see mental acuity. That would directly tie into machlokas Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef. Yehuda, whether or not the father can impose the Nazirus, he can do it all the way until the child becomes Bar Mitzvah with Shesaris, or no, he can only do it up to the point where it's Mufla Samachal Ish, where it's the last year with mental acuity. Then we'll stop over here.